The reality we live in can be a very strange place. Most of the time, fact being stranger than fiction. How will we ever start to understand this reality we live in unless we question everything? Join me and a guest as we unravel the mysteries of this reality, one topic at a time. This is Inquiries of Our Reality with Shane Jones. Hey guys, and welcome to another X-rated episode of Inquiries of Our Reality, number 93 to be exact. I'm your host, Shane, as always, and thanks for tuning in. But uh, before we get into this awesome, awesome conversation that I have today, uh, we got to do the front of the house stuff. So uh, that being said, if you guys don't mind uh, dropping a review or a rating on iTunes or on Spotify, uh, I definitely would appreciate it. Um, it's a good way to make it so the show will pop up more on people's searches and it'll pop up on the little tab that says, you know, shows you may like because you like this show. Um, another good way you guys could definitely help out the show to uh, help the show grow is word of mouth to friends. That's that's a huge, huge one. Uh, if you know anybody that's into these weird topics, you know, just uh, drop drop them, drop them the name. All you got to say is Increase of Our Reality. Have you ever heard of that podcast? Uh, go check it out. I think you might like it. Simple as that. And uh, like I said, anything you guys do to help promote the show, definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate it. Um, if you guys want to get some updates on the show or uh, come have a conversation with me, the best way to do that is through social media. Uh, the one that I am the most active on is Instagram. Uh, so if you guys shoot me a message on there, I should get back to you reasonably quick. Uh, another fun way that you guys can uh, come and have a conversation with me and other listeners of the show is through Telegram and Discord. Telegram has been around for a little bit. The Discord is just now starting to build up because I uh, I just made it not too, too long ago. So if anybody wants to pop in there and uh, have some fun conversation, uh, I definitely also appreciate that. Um, if you haven't checked out Bizarre Encounters, I definitely recommend doing that. If you enjoy the alien, paranormal, cryptid aspect of the show, uh, Bizarre Encounters is specifically just that. And if you want to check out the other umbrella of everything that I do, um, I put it all under Open Minds Media. Open Minds Media is Inquiries of Our Reality, Bizarre Encounters, uh, Big Dumb Inquiries, Bite Size Bizarreties, all that stuff. I try to make it quick and easy, so instead of saying, oh, these are all the shows I do, I can just say, oh, Open Minds Media. And uh, yeah, it just makes it a little bit easier for me, for you guys, it makes everything easier to search. And uh, with Open Minds Media, I actually set up the Patreon, so that the Patreon is an Open Minds Media Patreon instead of Inquiries of Our Reality. So that being said... Instead of just getting one show, you get four shows if you uh, subscribe to the Patreon. And I do have multiple tiers, so uh, you know, go and check it out. See what tickles your fancy. Uh, any support that you guys give is, I can't say it enough, appreciated, appreciated, appreciated. And uh, if you guys want to donate to the show, uh, one way you can do it is on Ko-fi, or you can donate on Anchor. Uh, if you're interested in donating on Anchor, that is my RSS host. You can go all the way down to the show description. And uh, you'll see a little thing that says support on Anchor. Click there. And then, uh, yeah, you guys can donate whatever you feel that uh, the show is worth. And uh, another way you guys could always donate is Venmo, Cash App, PayPal. I do have those set up. Uh, if you guys want to buy me something to drink on the show, buy me some kombucha, uh, always appreciate it. Anything small helps and makes it so that hopefully, eventually, I can do this as a full-time thing. And I'll produce even more awesome content for you guys and even more professional-sounding content. Uh, if you guys want to go and get some awesome, awesome merch for anything Open Minds Media, be it this show, Bizarre Encounters, and 
bite-sized bizarreties and big dumb inquiries, uh, you can come and check out the uh, Open Minds Media merch store. Uh, just like the Patreon, I try to put it all under one spot so it's a little bit easier for me, a little bit easier for you guys. Um, on there, I do also have some Open Minds Media shirts. I spent a lot of time making that logo. I think it's really cool. So hopefully you guys think it's cool. Um, go and check it out. Uh, I can also add some more designs to it. I can add whatever. Right now, I currently just have like t-shirts, hoodies, but if you guys want to see some other stuff on there, uh, shoot me a message. Let me know if you guys want some uh, coffee cups, tumblers, whatever. Anything else that you guys think that uh, you guys would like to see on the merch store, definitely let me know, and I would be more than happy to add it. Um, while you're checking out my merch store, don't forget to go and check out Joe at Crypto Theology. Uh, he's got a lot of awesome work over there. Uh, he does all cryptid-related stuff. That being said, he does parody designs. He does series that have to do with uh, specific cryptids from specific locations. Um, yeah, he's just always, always, always. He's always expanding the store. He's always got new stuff coming down the pipeline. Um, and from what I was hearing, he said he has a lot of really cool designs coming the beginning of 2023. So, uh, keep your eyes peeled for that, my friends. And, uh, while you're on Crypto Theology store, if you haven't already check out the, uh, Bizarre Combat design, which is, uh, the collab that Joe did for Bizarre Encounters. He did a wonderful job. It's a Mortal Kombat reference. It's, uh, supposed to be the menu from the very first game, uh, with, Ghost and I as playable characters, and the other playable characters are all cryptids. So even if you're not going to buy the shirt, go and check out the design. Joe spent a lot of hard work on that thing, and I love it, and I definitely got to scoop one for myself soon. Um, that being said, everything that I've mentioned, I make it quick and easy, all available under one link tree, uh, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Inquiries of Our Reality Podcasts. And if you're trying to check out all the other things that I do, I also make that quick and easy and put it under one link tree for Open Minds Media. There you will find a link that will connect you to all the different shows that I do. So that one is L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash open underscore minds underscore media. And with that, welcome to the show for the second time, researcher and counselor, Jamie J. How's it going today? Hi, good. Thanks for having me back. It's been a long time. Always a pleasure to have you on because last time, unfortunately, we were planning on doing a Christmas episode and I had just got my roadcaster at the time and it only recorded one side of the audio. So technically, this is our third show, but posting wise, it's only our second. So <laughs> yeah, we tried. We tried. But at least I got everything figured out this time. So we should be all good. I got audio <laughs> recording in multiple locations instead of just one. And if that audio is messed up, I got another one copied. So we should be all good this time. <laughs> All right. Yeah, good to go. I'm happy to be back. I'm really excited about the show for tonight. I've really kind of wanted to discuss this stuff. I know we've talked about it online quite a bit um, off camera, and um, I'm just glad we could finally make it happen so we can just get this information out. As am I. So uh, since it's been a long time since you've been on the show, well, maybe not a long time for us, but it feels like a long time, at least for people who have listened to the show. Uh, why don't you give people kind of like a rough idea about like who you are, what you do? Um, you can leave it as brief as you'd like to, and then we can hop into the conversation. Sure. Um, just a brief background on me. Uh, like I work as a counselor up in Canada and I just have a special interest in studying um, like things like cults and satanic ritual abuse and trauma and um, psychopaths and narcissism and all things evil. I kind of just have made like a life's work of trying to wrap my head around uh, what the heck's wrong on this planet. So um, that's kind of a specialty I have. So I've been sort of just on um, some different people's shows, kind of just sharing what I've researched on these topics, because um, I'm just a kind of a major bookworm. So I uh, have a lot of um, information that I've taken in, and I just kind of try to share it with people on podcasts. So it's sort of my area of um, interest and expertise. 
And uh, I've always liked the way that your mind works as far as like just the, your method of thinking when you start digging into things. Uh, you dig deep into it and you get conspiratorial on some things that people wouldn't typically take as, spirit, as conspiratorial. So uh, definitely always a fascinating conversation every time we get together. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, I guess to kind of set everything up, because this was a topic that you originally had came to me about and said that you really want to do a show on. And uh, I thought it'd be a good idea, especially because like you said, it'd be good to have the uh, male and female perspective. Um, I guess I'll, I'll pass it over to you and uh, give you the floor so you can kind of give people a rough idea about what we're trying to get into today. Yeah. So like the show that we kind of wanted to do today was just about pornography. Um, and I think there's a lot of information out there about pornography, but I kind of thought that um, somebody like you and somebody like me could have a really good conversation um, just with a kind of a, a male female perspective on it, um, where we were kind of going more into the conspiracy of pornography and like how it's being used for mind control, how it's connected to MK Ultra, you know, all these kind of things that people maybe don't think about when they think about porn. Um, but I think we should also just maybe touch on some of the, the scientific um, facts about porn, like how it, it really is a drug and how it works on the brain like a drug. And like we can sort of cover some of that basic stuff. But um, for me, I really see pornography as a tool of, um, you know, mind control. And, and it's to keep basically the population down to a very base level consciousness. And that and once people are in that base level consciousness, they're really easy to control. So like. Um, the way that pornography is being used now, I think it's one of the most like important weapons that's being used against all people at this time is the pornography. So I feel like it's just something that sort of needs to be covered. And like I was saying before we got on camera, it's kind of funny because a lot of people are going to land on this information that we're not looking for any information on porn. They were looking at the paranormal, but um, I promise there's some like connections there to some of the stuff going on, especially with um demons involved in porn and like subliminals in porn and like some of the ritual aspects of porn and um yeah all we'll just kind of go into wherever you want to start off that uh, i guess the <laughs> best spot to start would probably be i guess before we get into the whole conspiratorial side of it uh let's get into the more psychological side of it on what exactly uh watching porn does to your brain and how it may potentially change your brain chemistry yeah, so there's there's lots of research available to the way that the pornography affects the brain. So what pornography does is it's a process addiction. So that's like there's substance addiction and there's process addiction. So a process addiction is any type of behavior that affects your brain the same as a substance. So, um, you know, somebody can have like a shopping addiction or um, whatever. I have a book addiction. Like, you know what I mean? Like everybody has something that they get little dopamine hits and they, you know, they'll go through the same cycles as somebody who's using a substance will use. Um, pornography is actually a really strong drug though, because of like how it, it incorporates your, like, um, you know, your physiology and the dopamine release. And, um, you know, so for men more than women, like women get more oxytocin um, from orgasm and stuff, but men get a lot of dopamine. So that's very similar to like thrill seeking and the same kind of um, reaction in the brain. But then it also depletes men a lot more. So like they'll have like major drops in their serotonin after which leads to like depression, which kind of sets them up to be seeking some other type of dopamine. So it's like that whole addiction cycle is set in place, um, you know, from a very physiological um, place, even though it's a process addiction. So looking at it from that perspective, too, um, it almost makes you wonder if it's partially intentional uh, through human nature that, um, you know, obviously the only way that a species is ever going to survive is if it reproduces. So it may not be 
important nowadays in the aspect of us trying to populate like crazy. But back in the day, at least, um, you know, when people were first evolving, um, almost makes you wonder if the reason why you got that low sad feeling is that you'd go and crave more so that you'd go and breed again and then you'd create more and more people. So it was uh, like an intentional mental trick in order to make it so that we were reproducing at a rapid rate. And then now, of course, just because of the way everything is now, um, it's kind of become, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it, it doesn't necessarily need to apply anymore, I guess it'd be the best way to describe it because we already have, I mean, depending on people's opinions, there, there's either an overpopulation problem or there's not an overpopulation problem. But regardless, people need to be obsessively breeding like they did back in the day. But <laughs> Right. And, and what they've really done is separate out um, sex from procreation and made sex uh, an end in and of itself. So it's like not a means to an end. It is the end is to just be having the sex and then like keeping somebody in an addiction cycle to that. It's like, it is kind of just like a cul-de-sac for your life force where you're kind of just spinning in there in like a whirlpool where you're not actually using that to create or, um, you know, even like a, a male sex drive it is not just for sex or procreating, but like, um, if you think back in the day, like even to access sex, like you would have actually had to get married and in order to get married, you would have had to like build a house and like do all these things to make yourself, uh, you know, somebody that could be in a marriage so that, you know, so you had this drive to accomplish certain things in order to get to a certain place. Whereas now you can just have all that without doing anything. Right. So you can have like unlimited access to all of the, you know, pornography that you want um so there's no means for you to have to do anything to get that reward anymore and like that's very intentional on the mind control because it takes away your like drive in life to accomplish certain things to get the reward so even going on to that aspect of things too um as far as i don't want to say like getting a reward but just uh i guess guys in general there's not as much of a push to um to to achieve anything because you're kind of stuck in this it's almost like like a rat race that it's so easy to well I don't want to say so easy because it, it all depends on who you are but the idea of being able to get a new partner is pretty interchangeable like you can easily flip mm -hmm. get a new person whatever so right. rather than people focusing on a passion and trying to do something productive with their life in general about like uh, having a hobby or um, being musician, like whatever it happens to be. Um, yeah, not only get something productive. Yeah, they're, they're too busy chasing the next girl rather than doing the next thing. So there's a, there's two parts to that. There's the aspect of the guys having to do things in order to get the female in the past, and now it's a matter of all the guys are doing is chasing the female, so now they're not getting anything productively done. Right. And like, I think we talked before about it's like chasing the dragon, right? So like, you could, it's like, you're just using human beings as a drug. And it's like, okay, well, you know, that one was all right. That one was all right. That one's all right. But it's not really ever actually satisfying you like in a deep way. And that's why you keep needing like more and different and, and variety. And, you know, it's the same as somebody with a substance addiction that's like needs more of the substance, right? So it's like, it's really programmed um, men to, um, well, there's a couple, there's a couple sides to it. So like one of them is unlimited choice, right? So they're always dangling in front of you. Like, you know, there's always something better. There's always somebody more. 
um, never work out where you're at because you can just dispose of the person um, and move on to the next person. And then, you know, there's like this carousel of women always being paraded, but like in reality, those women aren't available to most men. Like it's, it's just kind of an illusion of all these carrots in a row. That's always there to kind of taunting you that you could have them. But in reality, um, you know, you could have more than in the past and you can have like the pornography, but like in reality, that carrot's an illusion, right? It's just that they always want to keep you in that place of feeling like I could do better. Um, and then so you're, you um, also get programmed to um, just have no um, self-control because you're used to just getting things as soon as you want it. So it's the same as like flipping a remote on a TV. Like you can just flip through the channels as soon as you're a little bit bored, just flip, 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 flip. And of course people do that with pornography, but then they start doing that in real life too. And I mean, online dating is really just an extension of pornography at this point, right? Like people watch the pornography and then they're just going online to try and find <laughs> somebody to like do the porn with in real life. It's really like, you know, that same click, 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 flipping through the pictures it's really wiring your brain for that same dynamic not to mention the fact that uh both men and women both see themselves as like the best the best of the best i guess you could say so when you have everybody that assumes they're the best of the best and they require the best of the best it creates this <laughs> unrealistic idea of dating that the way yeah. shit works out is that you have two people that have imperfections and they find a way to make shit work together. Nothing ever works like it does in the movies. Um, Cause that's another thing that media totally throws everybody off is they're all looking for this fairy tale story that doesn't exist. The only relationships that last are people that are willing to put the effort forth to make things work because you see these relationships again, like you're saying, everything's so throwaway um, when it comes to pornography, when it comes to relationships, um, that people aren't willing to work past things anymore. And back in the day, um, I guess it was a little bit different because people were like more tied to somebody through like religious means where they were looked down upon. Um, so they were kind of like, they made things work from that aspect. Um, right. We're now stunned and looked down on, right? And then there was also the, um, like for survival, just economically, like people were motivated to stay together. Mm -hmm. Where now it's like, people can be independent now, but so like, it's a matter of somebody actually wanting to be with that specific person now. And if you're not willing to make it work and you hold yourself to these unrealistic expectations, then you're going to be in this continuous revolving circle race of never really getting anywhere never going to be happy. And again, never maybe, evolving. Yeah. That may, that maybe that's part of the whole conspiracy and intention. And uh, depending on how back and woo woo you want to get with it, um, you know, there's a matter of keeping everybody in the negative mind state for two reasons. One, so that they don't search into things on their own um, just in general, like the broader spectrum of the universe, the meaning of life. And, mm -hmm. uh, the other side of the spectrum is the fact that you keep everybody in this continuous rat race so that they're stuck in the materialistic aspect of things where they're always trying to impress the other gender. So again, it makes you do this continuous thing where you're going to work every day to buy things, to impress people that don't give a shit about you. <laughs> right. And everybody feels inadequate, but then they, they think they deserve a 10. Right. But then it's like, it's like this weird, um, and then nobody feels satisfied. Right. So like, I mean, a, a seven or an eight's pretty awesome. Like if you can find that in your life and there's like a 3% that you got to work with and compromise or may, maybe isn't perfect. Like, I mean, that's like, 
that's pretty good, right? Like you shouldn't always like, it's not like you're playing blackjack and you want to keep saying, hit me, hit me, hit me. And you're, you're going so high and then you got to fold because you, you're just too arrogant. You went over, right? Like, and that's what's happening to a lot of people. Like they think they have these like unlimited options and they're, you know, there's all these people in their forties. Like if you look at any dating website, like it's just, there's so many single people in their forties. Like, it's like, why is this happening? Right? Like if these people are claiming they want to be in a relationship and they're, you think that the internet would have, you know, really helped people connect because you have over, like you're, you have such a variety to look at that you, you think the chances of finding somebody you're compatible with would have went up, but it actually went down and it has nothing to do with how good looking you are. Like actually some of the best looking people are the ones that are the single, the longest, because they're just like on Tinder forever. Right. Because they're getting this type of like supply from the attention. And so it's like, it's really like, um, kind of like you're swimming in a circle and you never evolve. And like, even though males and females are opposite and complementary, like we're supposed to fight, right? Because fighting, like it kind of tempers the other one, right? Like the male, female energy, like there's an evolution that happens through the force being applied to these two opposites, like, um, you know, butting heads, right? And I mean, the sex was there to kind of make it bearable, really, in, in the grand plan of things, like sex was kind of the buffer to that conflict, right? And so when they when these, um, you know, social engineers can kind of remove the sex from bonding, which is really the agenda, right? The agenda is really just to make sex about sex. It's a, it's a medical thing, you know, it's just like, it's like, it's a drug, it's they don't want it connected or put into a context of anything else, because there's like so many social consequences to that. And that's exactly what the agenda is, of porn actually is. Yeah, I was going to say, it's all about mo- removing that personal connection. Um, because, just even realistically looking at anything in porn, um, none of it is realistic. Uh, none of it's stuff that okay. people are actually doing. Uh, half of the angles people don't realize they're, they're watching a porn. They're like, Oh, I'm going to mimic that. And they don't realize that it's the angles are for the camera. It's not intended for the person to enjoy it from that angle. So then you have, again, this whole unrealistic aspect of everybody saying, oh, this is what my sexual life should be like because that's what it's like in the porn is not realizing that that's a non-existent fantasy fairy tale world just like in the movies because essentially it is just a movie at the root of it and it has a script that somebody wrote. <laughs> Somebody's saying, switch this up, do it this way because of the sake of the camera. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, one of the saddest things to me is the fact that, um, you know, young people are getting their sex education from online and they're able to see like things that weren't available (laughs) even in our generation like at a very very young age like very hardcore things like what you described and so um you know and then they're going and like reenacting this trauma onto each other you know what i mean like they'll think making out with a girl at a party that they should like you know be doing these things they've seen on the porn and it's like that no that's the last thing you should ever try to do to a girl that you especially if you like like that you know what I mean like and so that's really dangerous that that's being promoted onto young people and 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 programming programming them to be that way and something else about the actual angles of porn like um if you really think about it like it's it's actually um it's it's basically gay porn with a woman's body right so like they're bending if you look at most of it, it's all about anal right so they're like programming your mind to 
like think you're not gay but like be using basically a woman's ass like a man's ass in the porn and like that's what so much of it is like it's that that's the main theme right because that's what they're really promoting and if you look at basic classical conditioning like pavlovian dogs like pairing the bell and this and the saliva salivage of the food like just pairing things together so people are watching this pornography and they're thinking oh like i'm straight you know, but at the same time, they're basically like, because they're not a lot of the screenshots, like they're not even showing the full woman, they're like, just showing the backside, right. So it's like, it could be anybody on the other side of that, right? Like, it's like, your brain is picking it up that way, and getting programmed, it's being paired in with you being aroused. So it's like, you're just being programmed, like under mind control. You know, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that is that it seems like, uh, as the woke agenda was starting to uprise and become a thing seemed to have been when uh, the whole um, I guess ass stuff in general about like all the jokes you see about eating ass and all this kind of shit yeah. all kind of spiked yeah. around the same time. Um, yeah, it makes you wonder how many people were actually manipulated by that who would have never thought about um, you know, anything as far as that method of thinking, but now right. they've considered it or even questioned it within themselves of like, oh, am I a little bit this? Am I a little bit that? Just because they watch it. And well, and they're already turned on when they see it. So it goes straight into the subconscious mind. Like they're programming what's turning you on. Like it's not like you organically went there. It was like it you were already turned on and then they show it to you. So it's like that's exactly how they can program your mind. So it's actually really dangerous to watch porn because your subconscious is wide open. It makes you wonder. It's kind of weird to think about, though, how many dicks straight guys have seen <laughs> yeah you're basically watching uh, other men's dicks 99 percent of the time going to an ass all day like and yet at the same time you're thinking that's okay and it's like well is it like i mean why would somebody want that right so you look at the bigger political agendas like why are they wanting all men to watch this and like uh, it's also like um bringing people down to the lower three chakras right so it's like the root chakra your sacral chakra and and the will because it's always like force right and so it's like they're really um preventing you from evolving like to the higher areas of like your heart or your your brain right like so it's like when they're showing you those type of scenes it's bringing you down to your base consciousness and it's bringing you into your reptilian brain and a lot of times when they pair um like violence in porn it's because the reptilian brain is the three f so it's it's feed fighter feed fighter fuck right so basically that so if you look at porn they put those three things together right and so you're in your reptilian base animal consciousness brain all the time like and the more you watch it the more you're done it and when you're in that state that's when you're the most programmable for anything else advertising subliminals anything like there's just it totally has to do with the mind control. And as soon as COVID hit, they made porn even more like Pornhub, like opened it up, like even the stuff that wasn't free, they made it free. Like it was like, that was part of bringing in the new world order was to like unleash the porn, not only for that purpose, but also you're talking about men not doing something productive. So like, are people really going to be fighting when they've like used up all their serotonin, you know, masturbating all day and they're like completely depleted of their life force? Like, are they going to go out and like fight the powers that be? Like, no, they're not. Say it makes you care for people around you less too, because no matter what way you look at it, you have to mentally separate yourself when you watch it because, yes, you know, it's somebody's 
daughter, somebody's whatever that you're watching. Right. And essentially you have to look at them like they're a piece of meat and you can't look at them like they're actually a person. So that being right. said, if somebody's constantly watching porn, they have their whole idea and mindset into this new age method of thinking. I feel like they have less of a personal connection with people. So they're also yep. brainwashing people to care about other people less without them even realizing it. A hundred percent. And it, so it promotes you to be more sociopathic and um, more narcissistic. Right. So you're just flipping through like it's like the person's just like like it's like a menu. Right. So it's like it's all about you looking through the menu. It's like really one sided. And then there is that sociopathic because you have to like not think about it in context. So again, it's it's like taking something that would be in a whole in a context and taking out one part of it and isolating it, right? So like you can't think about that person as somebody's daughter or how they got into porn or what events led up to like this part of their life. Like because that'll ruin your just wanting to be in your reptilian brain, right? That's going to bring you up to your heart and your brain. And like now that they've separated that out, that's going to conflict, right? So you have to stay like a disconnected being to in order to enjoy it. Right. And so people start doing that um voluntarily but then it becomes automatic and like a lot of times too people kind of have to develop like an alter persona to watch the pornography because you know like they might love their wife or their kids or whatever but like they want to go and like kind of like have this like side that there is some shame attached to because like a part of them does know that like people are being harmed in the making of it and stuff and, and so like they want to kind of split that off and then they kind of have like a different self that they have relationships and people with right so it's not like you're a whole being having a relationship with another whole being it's like you have to fracture yourself and then only parts of that fractured self can have relationships with other people it has to be all kept separate because a lot of mind control is all about separating things yeah because i mean at the root of it sex in general can be the most connecting thing you could possibly have to another person if it's the with the right person you have that mental connection but as soon as you separate that that's partly again what people are always searching for is they know something's missing but they can't figure out what it is but little do they know the thing that they're missing is an actual personal connection with somebody and that's the meaning of why they're doing it in the first place because that makes all the difference. It can be some, you know, I don't want to say bad sex because people just have like a weird view of what that is in general, but it can be just basic, you know, just missionary basic. But if it's with the right person, it'll take on a totally different aspect in your mind and it won't be the same right. thing. Right. And right. And that's what they that's what these social engineers don't want. They want people to think that that is somehow lame, something they wouldn't be interested in. Same as like programming people like, oh, why would you want to be in a relationship with your best friend? Like, that's boring. You know, like you want to be out on Tinder having random hookups like that's that's where it's at you know that so again it's that like Orwellian freedom is slavery and slavery is freedom so like you think that being in a relationship with someone you love is like some type of slavery because you can't just go and like indulge every impulse you ever have but really it enslaves you into an addiction so you're not free you're actually completely enslaved but because of the narcissistic defense in your mind you have this like arrogance where you're like yeah I'm free like I'm a player like I'd never be in love like and you see people act like that right like they're just totally like propped up with their own lies they tell themselves about like I've seen even people um you know that are like oh I I'm never settling and they're like in their 40s and I'm like well you know I'm pretty sure like things are just gonna get worse now like you should probably shouldn't have like <laughs> settled a little bit like 
like <laughs> the options actually go down after 40 like they're not going up you know what I mean like it's you know but that but in their own mind because they've watched so much pornography and like have been online for so long they keep thinking oh I'm just holding out for that better 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 and it's like no you're literally going to be 50 and be exactly where you are now the sad part about that too is the fact that essentially you'd go your whole your whole life not really being yourself but being who you think other people would want you to be and the only way that you ever are able to be true to yourself is if you find a companion or you learn to be okay within yourself but again if you're always chasing that race like we were talking about earlier then again you never really do anything with yourself either like you never figure out who you really are yeah you're always just trying to put up this mask that you think will get you the most dates or whatever and the thing about um okay so like a lot of okay so there's some level of integrity that some people have online like they won't pretend to be like looking for a relationship they'll basically say like i'm just here for a good time and i have a certain level of respect for people who can at least be that way because um you know so there's this program for men to be with like unlimited women but but in reality if you're going to be with unlimited women you're going to have to develop some really sociopathic behaviors which is like putting on a mask pretending you have intentions to get to know somebody for a relationship, getting somebody to fall for you in order to sleep with you. Like, so you have to develop these really maladaptive manipulative behaviors and be able to mask yourself in order to, you know, like not a lot of people are going to put on their profile, like, Oh, I'm just here to use you for, you know, that's not going to work. Right. They have to put the mask. So like in order to be with multiple people, you actually have to develop very sociopathic skills and you, you end up hurting a lot of people. Right. It's kind of messed up that in society, a lot of things that are extremely negative, we look at as positive things. Like typically most guys would look at the player like he's got it all together when realistically he's the most broken of all of them. And even going into like... And most pathetic. Like he's like a needy little addict, right? Like he's, it's not, it's, he's not coming from a place of strength. He's very much like enslaved. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, even going into like a corporate aspect of things, uh, you know, we look at it as a good thing for somebody that's willing to help out other people. But when it comes to looking at things from a corporate aspect, uh, the guy that everybody wants is the guy who's willing to cut everybody. <laughs> so we just had this whole misconstrued idea of what it truly is to uh, be a man, I guess you could say, because you get contradicting factors on both sides of this portion of society tells you this is good. And then this portion of society tells you this is good. So then again, you get stuck in this continuous cycle of nobody really knowing how to conduct themselves because they're hearing two different things from two different angles. Right. And uh, like, there's a natural progression to growing up. Like, I mean, people are in their most reproductive years, like in their like early twenties, kind of like, you know, that's when your hormones are, you know, like, you're just going through puberty or whatever, like there is things time stamped into our biology for a certain time, right? And so when people watch a lot of pornography, it's like kind of arrested development, right? Because you're basically kept at like an adolescence, like where you're just like obsessed with sex, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you're just in that part of your brain all the time where like, there's a purpose for that in, you know, evolutionary psychology, you know, at a certain time in life, like that would promote procreating and finding a partner and like, you know, possibly like, you know, recreating yourself but i mean if if they just keep it going by keeping you in those lower chakras through the porn addiction like through the years like as a man you're never actually moving up into those other areas of life and overcoming that and like owning like so instead of you owning that part of yourself that part of yourself owns you and like that's really inverted and there's really an agenda to keep men at that level because men are really weak in that state so uh 
I guess we've kind of bounced around a lot for the uh, the male perspective, but I definitely like to get uh, some of the female perspective because I can make assumptions, but you know I'm a guy at the root of it, so I can only guess. But coming from like a female, like what do you think is the worst? I don't want to say worst aspects, but what what do you think is the biggest effects that happen um, from a female's perspective from watching pornography? Well, I mean, like there's just the unrealistic. Um, you know, body, like it makes every woman feel not good enough to be even like a seven or an eight is not good enough. Like you have to go and get breast implants and you have to like do all these things in order to be considered like competing in the eight or, or the nine or tens. Right. Um, and then it's like also um, like an unrealistic expectation for women, like um, even a lot of counselors now, like I've talked to multiple people who have actually gone to a marriage counselor and like marriage counselors are like trying to tell women to like watch the porn with their husband and like be more into the porn. And I'm like, that to me is really messed up. Like, you know what I mean? Like where it's basically like, you should just adapt to this new way of living where this is a thing that men are doing that they are not feeling bad about anymore. And you should actually become more like that and just let go of any, you know, hopes of having intimacy, which means like at the exclusion of others to create that intimacy. Like, um, and so they really are promoting it as normal now. And I'm actually guilty because I went through liberal education and I actually used to teach sexual education. Like I like <laughs> at the university, like to like foreign exchange. <laughs> In America, this is acceptable. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> but we don't even know yeah. it's acceptable half the time. So just take this for what it is. <laughs> yeah. And so I had a very medical kind of social work view where I'm like, oh, it is what it is. And I just we just want to make sure people are using condoms. And like I had no real like understanding of the deeper levels to it like I got educated just to basically like oh I'm doing this job because I'm just helping people to be safe and informed and like so I would go and like do do this stuff and like so I had like a really liberal attitude about it for a long time like because that was what I learned right um it wasn't until later actually kind of in the last couple of years where I really started to comprehend like the extent of the pornography and a lot of the way that I started to comprehend it was actually just having conversations with the men in my life, because I mean, like porn's always been around so much, right? Like it's always kind of been there. It's not, you know, that big of a deal, but since the nineties and the internet and the way that the internet actually changed pornography, like it's had a huge impact on like a, a whole generation of men, like, and, and women too, like on all society, but like, I think I wasn't even aware myself of the actual extent of the like just rapid addiction uh, on a mass scale from it. Do you think that uh, just something I was kind of thinking about, do you think that it's all, I guess, let me, let me just start from the beginning and kind of build it up. So you tell everybody that, you know, sex, you go back to the sixties, sex is okay. Everybody go have sex with everybody. Um, so then you, kind of make it this whole taboo entertainment type of thing rather than like a reproductive thing. And then right. going farther into society, how we are now, um, then you've kind of had this thing where people are looking at it more as like a fun taboo thing rather than like a reproductive thing. So then you have people where they have that addiction to it so that they want to keep having it no matter what. But then you also have the aspect of all the elites with the whole population control aspect. So, right they make it taboo to the point where everybody wants to do it all the time to the point where now that they're scared of having, having kids, but they still want to have the sex. So then they're willing to sterilize themselves, be it, um, getting their tubes tied, getting, um, 
a vasectomy. Um, so then essentially you are manipulating society to sterilize themselves, to not have more kids by making it so that you've separated sex from being a recreation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Or being a ta- um, a re- reproducing. Reproductive activity. Yeah, to reproductive a rec- activity. Yep. To a recreational activity. Right. And it kind of reminds me of, I wish I, I can't remember that. What was that movie with Sylvester Stallone and Sandra Bullock when they went into the future and everybody just wore VR suits? Oh, nobody had anymore. Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of their end goal, right? Like, especially with COVID and everybody being so paranoid of germs. And now people like are putting their back status on their dating site, like, and stuff. Like, they even have like a needle emoji, like, for how many boosters you got, like, and people on their the dating <laughs> site. It's so crazy. Like, I'm like, this is so insane, right? Um, I don't know if people have done online dating, but like, honestly, if you have any hope left for humanity, I would recommend not because that'll actually might be what actually breaks you to lose all hope. Like, if you actually go and see what's actually happening on there, it's really bad. Like, it's way worse than you could imagine if you actually go on there, but. Um, yeah, so the point was like also making people really paranoid of, of sleeping with a vax person versus a non-vax. Like there's these two schools, and then of course people are going to be lying about that anyways, right? Like because of those again sociopathic behaviors. Like, are you really going to trust unless somebody had proof? Like if they say they're vax or not, right? So, um, yeah, I, I see a future where these social engineers really want um, everybody to be so paranoid that they won't even like they'll just use porn for their sexuality. Like it's like a pre-made thing, and their brains already wired too. So like the more pornography you watch you actually can't get turned on with a person in real life and there's lots of evidence to support this so like people might think they're really going to be like a a, a, you know a skilled sex expert from watching all this pornography but like it actually has like an inverse really related relationship so the more you actually watch it rewires your brain to actually um like be externally turned on through images like in a different part of your brain and so the more you do that, the less you could actually be present with somebody in real life. So what happens is like people will try to have sex with somebody in real life and they actually have to like disconnect from the person in front of them and go back into their mind and think about the porn in order to get off. And then they're just using the person in front of them as an object while they replay the porn in their mind. So it's like, again, that relationship with yourself. So, and then people get impotency as well from watching pornography. Like they need the pornography to get off even if they're with a partner. So that's, again, um, an inversion where freedom is slavery, right? So you think you have all this sexual freedom, but really you're, you just, it's like a, it's like a quicksand, right? Like the more you watch it, the more you're like not getting off, like without it, without this, you know, and and then there's also the desensitization. So the more you watch it, like it's not working for you either. And again, you're chasing the dragon again. So it really puts you to this like pathetic state, the more you watch it. Honestly, a good way to look at it is almost like the aspects of drug addiction that you start off with something small and it's good enough and you keep building up and then that's not good enough and you need to get the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And then, you know, you start off with uh, looking at artistic photos of naked women and then you end up with uh, 
I don't know, what's some what's some off the wall weird shit? <laughs> um, then you end up with a, uh, I guess. I don't even know. I don't, I don't, I'm trying to think of one of the weirdest things I could think of, but <laughs> well, it actually gets really dark, right? And you get into children, and you get into sadism, and be, like it's never enough, right? So, like it actually, if you follow where pornography starts and where it ends, it ends at a very dark, sick place when you keep needing more and more and more and going down, down, down into the reptilian animal brain. It goes to a very, very dark place. I guess that's kind of what I was getting at. Is that it's like. It's all dark. I couldn't think of anything that ends up like happy at the end of that road because anybody that goes down that road too far, that's pretty much where it ends up with is something extremely violent, uh, something yeah. that has to do with uh, kids, and people don't yeah. even realize it. But think about how sick and twisted it is that people are into the whole like schoolgirl concept or like the yeah, stepsister concept. Stuff, right? That's literally yeah. normalizing. But, like barely 18 is the like most popular category, right? Because it's like, well, they look younger, but technically they're 18, so it's magically okay, right? <laughs> like, That's another thing we didn't even touch base on is the fact that porno is also slightly it's it, it's still in in the in the process of it, but just as far as normal porno goes, it's starting to normalize uh, pedophilia yeah. ped- concepts. Because of course, yeah. you know you can find that shit from the dawn of porn and the deepest searches of the internet. But you go on like Pornhub right. now and you go onto the basic feed. And I guarantee you, you'll find stuff like you were saying, just barely 18 or uh, yeah. something like stepdad sleeps with stepdaughter Step or something dad. like yeah. that. Just yeah. Well, that's a big one, too, because they have everybody does have stepdads now and stuff. And there's a lot of research that those are like kind of prime relationships because there isn't that biological connection. I'm not saying that that makes somebody more prone to do something like that because people either do that or they don't. But um it's it's a common it's a common scenario and so they're pushing that idea right they're planting the seed of that all the time the stepdaughter the stepdaughter stuff like it's that's one of their main ones they always push i mean as far as i'm concerned i feel like almost any kink that somebody has is linked to something um psychological in their life so you know the girls that have the thing for like calling people daddy all that kind of shit more than likely had some type of father issues uh the guys that are into uh very big boobs, whatever you want to call it, are typically have like mother issues. Um, it's all, it's all linked back to some type of psychological issue. So like, I don't know. I'm not saying that anybody is wrong. Like do your own research on this, but just think about whatever weird taboo porn you're into the most. And then think about the root of why you're into that. And I guarantee you that it's going to link to something that happened to you as a child psychologically. Yeah, and a lot of it's like Freudian, right? Like the different stages of development, the Freudian, like um, like the oral stage, anal stage, the phallic, the um, you can look at the different stages is something somebody could look up. But like a lot of that stuff is in infancy, right? Where people are obsessed with different chakra zones, right? So like if there's any type of interference or trauma, that will get played out in the future. And people that do MK Ultra on children know this, right? So like. They purposely have done these kind of traumas to children on a mass scale, like even even through circumcision and stuff like they've given already a trauma in that in that area. And so um, the pornography, too, is also linked to circumcision because all like most of the penises on pornography are circumcised. Right. So even though somebody's repressed their circumcision trauma when they're in that alpha brainwave or even a deeper trance uh, brainwave state watching the pornography, it's actually reactivating that trigger for them as well, like on a very subconscious level. So it's like, it's very intentional the way that things are set up. And if you do a deep dive into like some of the people who make pornography and who they're connected to and who they are, like 
a lot of them really are Satanists. Um, there's a lot of like occult satanic pornography that actually is a ritual. And when you go and watch it and put your attention on it, you're actually putting your life force energy into whatever spell they've put on that pornography. And then when you're ejaculating, like you basically like put your life force up into the ether, like according to their will, and you're just a passive um, uh donator to it because you're in a brainwave state where you're not being intentional you're actually just like allowing yourself to be vampired into this like porthole they've made for you like in a kind of occult sense of thinking about it i was gonna say kind of tying into a ritual occult sex magic um i've always had the understanding that i know it sounds weird but you like physically have to be with another person in order for like that magic to work um Going from like, I guess, kind of like your research and your ideas, um, assumably like the main sacrifice ritual, whatever you want to call it is, of course, like the two people that are doing whatever, but is like all of the people like jacking off to it also like, I guess you could almost say kind of like when there's like a ritual going on, all the people that are like chanting around it, is it almost like kind of like the equivalent of that? And it's just all the different vampiric energy that all kind of gets pushed into one thing but the actual mm-hmm. magic itself is the two people doing stuff and then everybody else is just kind of giving more force and oomph behind it. Right. So that can be happening on the screen, right? And you're at home watching it. But like, if you look at, if you study quantum things, so like time is an illusion, right? So like, even though that porn might've been made so long ago, like when you're outside of time and the further you go down in your in your octaves of your brain like through the different brainwave levels you're kind of more outside of time so if you look into like remote viewing or anything like that like when you go into different brainwave states you're like more connected to everything in the quantum field and then your your relationship to time and space changes depending on where you are at in your brainwaves and where you're resonating like so our conscious waking state in a beta brainwave state that we're having a conversation right now like is um the less connected like we seem like two separate individuals in space and time right um and but we're not we're like, but there's different levels going on simultaneously and when you go into a trance like you're you can connect more into, i mean this is just kind of basic stuff people can look to into about like quantum mechanics and stuff but yeah it's it doesn't really it doesn't really matter when that um porn was made if you're putting your life force into it so this is kind of doubling back a little bit, but just because you have a little bit of a, uh, I guess, psychological background to things, um, do you know offhand any of the, I guess, kinks versus what they're linked to psychologically? Because, of course, like everybody kind of knows some of the big ones, but uh, yeah, I'm just definitely curious if you know any offhand that are typically tied to something specific. Uh, I, I wouldn't like want, I, I wouldn't say you could like write a textbook and link them all perfectly. I think it's a little more complex, but I think definitely like the Freudian stages of, um, anal oral, like, you know, the breastfeeding stage the you know, um, like those kind of things definitely would be linked. But I mean, going back again to Pavlovian conditioning, like where they're pairing the dog salivating with the bell. So a lot of times what people are attracted to sexually was something that they were um, experiencing in their physical reality when certain biochemical changes were happening because of puberty. So like for some people, like their sexual fantasy and stuff will be like maybe something like the first sex scene they saw in a movie when they were young or something, right? Because it was the first time they ever saw like a guy and a girl kiss or something. So it was really kind of like, you know, and then that gets kind of anchored in the brain. And then that can be like activated later on, like there's these imprints that happen. And then 
anything can be fetishized right so like people have these like i mean there's there's a fetish for everything right like some it, i mean i'm sure you could go on the internet and there's something that's been fetishized right because it, it doesn't matter what the thing is once it's been linked in your brain and anchored it's connected to being turned on so like people that do mk ultra and stuff they know this so easily right so they can like program this all in no problem so um i guess kind of coming back to like the big ones for example um when it comes to somebody that's uh into anal type of concepts do you think more than likely that it links back to uh homosexual tendencies or do you think that it's a matter of like power or anything like that and then when it comes to like anything like oral like i couldn't think of anything offhand that may be like a link to that but uh, i don't know if you if you might know some connections to why people might be so fascinated uh, with that yeah i mean like there there can be like oral fixation right so that's not just oral sex but like that could obviously be replicated into like an oral sex fetish but like that could be like somebody who wants to smoke or somebody who overeats or like wants to chew gum all the time right like people have this type of like fixation in that area like and that normally from some of the books I've read, I don't know, there is different theories. Like I said, I don't think there's an exact science like where you can just have a chart, but like um, a lot of it would be um, like mothering or feeding traumas will lead to that, like being pulled off the breast, like stopping breastfeeding too soon or like things like that are like really traumatic to a little baby, right? Like that's gonna, that, that's like death to them, right? So that gets kind of repressed into the brain. And so like they may be reenacting that later in life, right? Even with just like, like you said, the big breasts or something like that will we'll definitely have like, because nobody really picks what they're turned on to, right? Like it seems like just, it's kind of random, right? It's not like we like decide like, oh, I'm going to make a list of things that are going to turn me on, right? Like it's like, it just, it's just there, right? Mm -hmm. To be discovered. Mm -hmm. So like, um, th but they all do come from somewhere and it is really a lot to do with that, again, classical conditioning that's um, just anchoring things. And that's why there can be so many different weird things. So, um, I guess bouncing into, uh, now, I guess what, what it's kind of, kind of done to women, um, in the aspect of normalizing all of these concepts has gotten it to a point now where it's totally acceptable for anybody to have an only fan or whatever. And, um, I don't know if that's just part of like just the mental conditioning or if it's a bigger, broader picture of the possibility of blackmail essentially that if they trick people to have nudes of themselves all over the internet, um, think about how easily you could get anybody to do anything you want if you found a way to have access to these things. But, uh, I guess like what, what, what's, what's the kind of your view on it? What do you, what do you think is kind of like the intention with all of that? So, okay, let me, how can I answer this? Um, so, I feel like things have kind of turned where in the past women had more power over men um, to sort of be the ones who say yes or no and set standards that men had to meet. Whereas now it's sort of flipped where men have not only unlimited access to pornography, which we'll go back to why it's free, but um, just to stay on point, um, unlimited, but then also quite a big difference in the amount of potential partners through online dating as well so like men aren't really as at the mercy of you know a few women which may have been the scenario more in history um and so it's kind of flipped 
So instead of women um, maintaining a standard saying like, if you want to have a relationship with me, this is my standard because the men can just say, Oh, whatever. And move on to the next so quickly. It's kind of flipped where the women sort of have this um, like compulsion to beg for the men's attention. And so like, you'll see on online dating, like there's like women like in lingerie, like for their dating profile, like it's like, they just put it all out there. Like it's like this desperate kind of, like pick me where the women are just working harder to be the one picked by the man now where it kind of used to be the opposite scenario. Right. Um, so we'll kind of see how that plays out in history. Cause I don't think it's really ever been that way before. And I also think of like, um, you know, somebody's first time to a buffet, they're probably going to eat themselves sick. Right. Cause they're like, Oh, I've never, you know, I've never been to a buffet before. Right. But then after a while you're like, well, you know, I could eat the whole buffet, but I know I'm, it's not really what I want to do. Right. Like I know I can just have what I want off it. Right. Um, so I feel like now it's just kind of a different time in history where men do have all these like available options they never had. So they're kind of taking it to this limit. Right. But then it's making the women more desperate to be picked. And then you see these really desperate behaviors coming out of women to try and stand out, um, to men in this competition for the male attention now. So it's kind of a catch 22 in the aspect of you have the guys that, don't want the girls because they're naked all over the internet. And then you also have the girls that have a very high standard and they don't want any of the guys that are hitting on them in the internet. So you end up having this catch 22 that neither side wants each other, but they still sexually are attracted to each other. But again, like we've been talking about, that's the root of all the connection that there is, is there's no actual emotional connection. Start from right. Like it's like, like and that's all online is is like it's it's you start from the physical attraction and then try to work out the rest later and it actually really doesn't work like that's why people are on there forever just it really doesn't work like if you met somebody and you connected with them on other levels they'll actually become attractive to you right like your brain will switch and you'll see them a different way and they're attractive but if you're basing the initial meetup just on looks it doesn't match you the algorithm doesn't work yeah, because people don't realize, again, like we've been talking about for a lot of this, that it's it's all about the emotional connection. Because I always joke right. about it and I say, uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And so, like, the whole, like, rating standard also kind of makes it so that it's just kind of like, I don't know, it, it kind of dilutes out the whole idea, too. That, I don't know, I, I don't feel like anybody could fit any solid number because you know somebody's 10 can be somebody's two because people are looking at it from a different perspective where one person's looking at it strictly off of physical appearance when one person's going off of personality or one person's going off of both so it's just like somebody can feel like they're an eight but to somebody else they're one and to somebody else they're 20 like (laughs) yeah and it's it's kind of like degrading too like i tried online dating really briefly Um, And I'm like just a really introverted person. Like I don't like going out to parties or bars and I'm not super social. Like I don't have like 500 friends. And, you know, so for me, I was like, oh, this could maybe be like a good idea. Right. But like instantly, I just found it really degrading. Like um, just kind of like you, you have to like advertise yourself. Like you have to like make your page and like try to like sell yourself. And then you're like, well, what am I kind of trying to like put out there? Like, cause I'm more of a brainy girl anyways, like, which is like an acquired taste. Like you said, for someone that's a one and other person that's a eight, like, right. But, um, you know, it is just the whole process of like trying to market yourself as a commodity. And then like, you know, the, the pictures, and of course, everybody's like airbrushing their pictures and lying. And it, it's so it's like, it's just upping this stat- standard to something like fake anyways. 
Um, and then, you know, people are like, oh, send, send me more pictures, you know, it's just like, it's really kind of like, you just feel like if you're putting yourself in a catalog as an item to be like, trying to sell yourself. And it's, it's really, I, I mean, like, personally, it's not something I would be interested in doing at all anymore. Like, it's just like, not, I don't think it's a good way to do anything. Yeah, going back to the whole like dehumanizing people concept because, you know, the elites look at us like cattle. So they want us to look at everybody else like cattle. And realistically, if you're just sitting there swiping and picking for the best cut of meat, you're just looking at people like they're cattle at the root of what it is. (laughs) Right, right. And it's, I mean, regardless of what people think or feel, you can just look at the stats. Like you look, the longer somebody's on dating websites, the more single they are. Like it really doesn't help people to find partners or relationships. It's actually really damaging to people like because people get stood up or they like somebody more than they did or like they'll be talking to somebody and then they just like ghost or like, you know, like these kind of like the standard of even treating another human being goes down so low online. Right. Like um, and then also it's the sociopath playground. Right. Because normally these sociopaths would have to like charm you in real life. And in order to do that, they'd have to like weasel into your world somehow. Right. Which you wouldn't normally cross circles with these people, but because people can be so deceptive online and make themselves seem like, Oh, we would be, you know, in the same circles in real life. And then you kind of like meet and it's like, so these predators have a total advantage now to being online and like, they're just taking it for all it's worth because they have unlimited victims now and they can remain anonymous if they live in a big city. Right. Like it's really um, just, it's amplified that behavior on so many levels in society. Not to mention too, people put out every single thing that they do on the internet. So theoretically, if somebody's trying to preach on somebody, they could ideally change who they are completely as a person by going on somebody's profile and completely contorting themselves to be exactly what that person visions to be the perfect person. And then they can just play that fucking character, be done with it, dip out, and (laughs) is what it is. Yeah. um, Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I think it's, um, it's, it's like a synthetic algorithm algorithm that doesn't work, you know, and it just brings us back to like why AI is never going to be as effective as a human being who has the emotional aspect to decision making, right? Because that's not there in the online either. So it's kind of like this AI trying to find you a partner, but like it's it's really creating these like inappropriate matches, right? Because it doesn't have holistic thinking in matching. I mean, that could be intentional too. The whole algorithm could be set up so that nobody ever finds anybody because again, if you know, you got to look at it even from a business perspective that they're making money by people being on their apps and by seeing the ads. So they're not making money off of people finding somebody and being off their app in a month. They want people to be on that app for as long as possible. So it's completely not out of the spectrum of thought to think that the ones that you have 1% match with are probably the ones that you have the most match with. Yeah, I think it's just a nightmare. Like I and, and like I mean, I've I like I said, I went on briefly and was like, oh, like I, this is like not. I saw it for what it was right away. Um, but I know people that have been on there for a long time, and again, they're like chasing that dragon. They're like, no, just like if I like, like I've been on here for ten years, but like you never know if like that soulmate's gonna come on. And I'm like, no, it this isn't where you're gonna find them. Like, and the longer you're on here, you're like almost blocking yourself from finding it in real life. 
Yeah, because that's the other problem, too, is that people will put all their eggs in one basket and be all into the online dating, and then they'll not be trying in person when realistically the biggest connections you'll make are the people in person, like you bumping into somebody at the grocery store and you start talking to them. Like, but people will totally bump into somebody at the grocery store, say, sorry, move along, just because they're so all eggs in their basket when it comes to like the dating apps. They forget that there's actual real-world connections and that people were meeting meeting and dating like this up until fucking 15 years ago when all these apps started coming out. Yeah. And like I said, this is all very intentional. So like, if you think of pornography as a drug, why, you know, is there being free heroin given to you in an unlimited supply? Like, and where do all these people come from for pornography when obviously nobody's paying for it anymore? So how is there like unlimited supplies of people that want to be in porn with air quotes and it's free i mean back in the 60s and the 70s when people first started making porn it was so like underground that like those people made a lot of money for those vhs tapes like they were selling them like they they, they, they were like they, hiding they their faces and shit <laughs> <laughs> they got but they but you see the the um you know why they did it because if they were willing to do that thing that that was really um taboo they made a lot of money right and so you see like it would make sense to do it right but like you look now and there's all these people doing pornography and again it goes back to how the women are just in this such a pathetic place that, like you know they have the whatever that account i forget the one you said only fans um, only fans um you know is um you know, so these women are kind of doing porn because that's where they think their only value is, is to be like the best object for uh, like a, the best commodity, right? Like they're, they're competing as a commodity. And like, so um, it kind of comes from this really um, like sick place of, you know, I'm vying for your attention because my value comes from you wanting me sexually. So like these, there's a lot of young women that are doing pornography um, like, because they feel like they're getting that attention and being admired as like a, a valuable to men. And also we know that the brain is not developed um, before the age of 25. And people always say that about men, but it's the same for women too. Right. So like a lot of these young girls are like really suggestible, don't have a sense of self. They have really low self-esteem. They're looking for attention. So these porn agencies will take these women in, kind of use them up, traumatize them and then throw them out. And like these girls are like, you know, have PTSD after and stuff, but it's like, there's always like a new trail of young women coming in, right? Like it's kind of like a, a real normal thing now for people to be in pornography, like even as teenagers. Yeah, honestly. And just the fact that it's so readily available in the aspect too, that you don't even have to be a famous uh, porn star. You can literally start up an account on 30 different probably websites and get paid for it while you're doing it too. And I don't know, it's, it's a hard thing. Cause it's like, People have this idea of guys and think that it's something that guys want, but a lot of those girls, just like anybody, they're looking for an actual solid relationship, not realizing that they're not going to find it with doing things like that. Because at least like from my perspective, like I'd have an issue with um, like my, my significant other doing things like that personally. So like one of my top quality, like I'm, I'm not single at the moment anyways. I, I've been with my, my lady for going on 10 years, but um, like if I was in the dating market, uh, I think one of the key components I would be looking for is somebody that isn't personally projected all over the internet because I'm kind of one of those people that's like save it for people that you care about kind of a thing. Right. And that's actually wired in men's DNA as well. Right. So like 
men, you know, they'll want the variety, but like they actually, the girl that they want to marry, they don't want anybody else to have her. And they, they want, you know, it's like the, the virgin or the whore, right? Like, so like there's that, those archetypes that like, you know, um, so again, it's going down to that beast animal, lower nature is going to want like endless variety of, you know, the chicks have a Snoop Dogg video. Right. But in reality, when you're looking for a partner, you're, you're, that's not the girl. Right. So, um, that's another confusing message that goes out to a lot of young women because they're like thinking, well, that's what guys want. Right. But it's, it's not like if they just stood their ground, they would gain the respect. Right. But they don't know that when they're young because they're programmed, not just through pornography, but like if you watch any television show, like it's like some guy says hi to you and you're supposed to put out, like they just, they're constantly sending that message out. Like, just give it up for nothing, give it up for nothing. Like, and as if that's not intentional, it's kind of like you can think about the meat industry right and I mean people are wherever they're at with like being a vegetarian I know people like it's a really touchy subject everybody has their own opinions on it but I think we can all agree that some really nasty stuff goes on in factory farming right so like and it's kind of funny because if you look at porn stars like Jenna Jameson like her first husband that she did all the pornography with was a cat like a cattle rancher right so it's like you can sort of see this like common commonality between the meat industry and the meat industry right so um <laughs> the beat your like, meat industry and the physical meat right. industry <laughs> <laughs> right and so like a lot of times you know people don't have a problem eating meat but if you're gonna watch like these documentaries on like the cruelty to animals and all this like you're, you're it makes it hard to enjoy it right and so it's the same with pornography right like if you really look at you know what has to happen for that meat to be on your screen like it, it has to be mystified and obfuscated so that you don't actually associate like where that came from and what had to happen for it to be there right so um and and how it's being offered to you for free like if you really think about how is all the pornography fee like yes these girls make a little bit of money but it's probably there's so much competition now like i don't think girls are making more than a waitress doing these web pages like they're i mean it's there's just too much competition there's too much free competition, they got to do some right? ridiculous stuff to really get noticed like right out so there degrading, degrading stuff down lower 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 to compete right and the more you compete again it's that quicksand you're just going lower and lower and lower and it like it never ends like you would have been better to just stand your ground where you were right but there it's kind of the whole game right um and so i just wanted to point out that a lot of people that are in pornography and i know there's people that do their like amateur porn or whatever and that's kind of like a thing now going along with our whole narcissistic culture of you know um Instagram and people just wanting attention, whatever way. I know there's that aspect of it, but if you look at actual porn stars and like people that are actually working full-time in the industry, like as cattle, um, a lot of them have multiple personality and they're completely dissociative and they don't even know they're in porn. Like they have dissociative identity disorder. So if you look at human trafficking and if you look at MK Ultra, they always use the people in pornography from the time they're children up until they're adults. They'll use them till about age 30 at the latest, right? Um, so, and then they'll retire them. And they, because of the mind control techniques that they have, a lot of these women don't even know they're in porn. Like there's videos out there of them and they don't even know. Like there's a huge amount of porn stars that come out of the Mormon church. Like there's a huge amount of them that have been put through actual like ritual abuse and programming and mind control that are supplying all this free pornography and like you know just knowing that is the same as like knowing where your meat comes from like is it a you know a factory farm like an mk ultra farm or is this some amateur you know people putting their stuff on the web like 
there is that difference, right? But like at the same time, these platforms that support one are supporting the others. Like, I mean, Pornhub just got busted. They had all kinds of child porn, people recording rapes and putting it up there. And people were going to court cases, trying to get like stuff down of themselves that they found on there. Um, like of actual, like, you know, being raped at a party and stuff. And then people posting it to a Pornhub and like collecting money off it and stuff. Like there's all kinds of court cases that people can look at. Like it's, it's really kind of, again, you know, it's like, sure. Maybe you like to have that steak on your plate or whatever, but like really thinking about how it got there. It's the same with pornography. Honestly, there's no wholesome end to it. In all fairness, I kind of expected that, that, if there's any type of porn site running whatsoever, of course, it's going to have some aspects of it where it's dark and whether it's right. hidden or in plain sight, like it's going to be there somewhere. Right. And I always say, like, I'm not trying to seem like a ranting feminist or like cut down men for being um, like visually stimulated. Like I don't I mean, I, I get that like men want to see pictures of beautiful women. Right. And like if you look back, you know, even at the early you know, kind of magazines and stuff like they, they were, they were like showing the woman as like a, a goddess or like really beautiful or like, you know what I mean? Like that, those kind of original pictures, like, whereas like over time, it's just gotten worse and worse, um, like in the violence and the degradation and the perversion. And it's definitely not the same thing that it started out as. And I always tell people like, if you can't look at a picture of say something at the level of a Maxim magazine, and use your imagination a little bit like if you need like hardcore raw footage like if, if, it, if you can't just like admire like a, a really hot girl in a bathing suit on a maxim magazine and like use your imagination like that's very intentional because not only do they want to bring men down to their base consciousness they also want to make it so that men can't use their imagination and like that's where that porn induced um impotence comes from because men can't actually use their imagination so back in the day you used to have to fantasize and generate the fantasy out of your own mind and when you watch things externally on a screen all the time it's already fantasized for you so you it's like you're not using that muscle right so and and everybody knows like how powerful your imagination could be when it's combined with your drive and your life force that you were talking about doing something productive. Well, first you have to imagine it first, right? So if they can kill your imagination by just having everything pre-made for you, where you actually get lazy and that's where it's got to be more because they can't even like generate a, a thought or a, a scenario in their own mind anymore. And then it breaks down your will at the same time. So because you are conditioned to low impulse control, so you're enslaved in your will you have no imagination. So if you think of your whole being of like think, feel, act, like you're, you're owned. Yeah, it makes me wonder if just as a whole, if that's why things aren't as creative as they used to be. Why for like movies, uh, for anything, honestly, yeah. there's no new yeah, ideas. It's all just recycling control. ideas. <laughs> exactly. Porn is mind control. It's not, it's, it's totally mind control. <laughs> At the root of it. <laughs> <laughs> It is. And that's the conspiracy. Like it's not, it's deliberately made to control your mind and your will and your imagination and your body. And it's like, you know, so it's, it's a trick. It's a total trick and it's promoted as freedom, but it's slavery. I think that we've uh, hit this one pretty, pretty well covered. <laughs> <laughs> was there, a, hit it. Yeah. was there anything else that you wanted to, uh, you, you want to hit on this topic that you had in mind? Um, I think that's probably like a lot <laughs> for people to think about um, and consider. I think that, I think I'm pretty happy with that. I was going to say, yeah, me too. I feel like, uh, yeah, we, 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 we touched bases on anything that I could possibly think of that pertain to this topic. 
And I feel like it's going to be one of those things, kind of like the first episode we did, that we're going to get off. And then like an hour later, we'll be like, oh, man, I wish I would have added this to it. But at least for the first go, I feel like we, we hit this one pretty hard and we hit it pretty good and we covered it pretty well. And we got it from uh, both perspectives and didn't make it sound like we were uh, putting anybody down. Yeah. And like, thanks so much for doing the show because I've actually been looking for a guy to do with it for a while because I really wanted to have this conversation, but like just as two adults, a male and a female, like just discussing it, honestly, like I really, really am so thankful that you did that with me because I didn't want it to just be like two girls bitching about porn or, you know, like I really wanted to discuss it from the two sides. So I'm really thankful that you did that with me. So thank you. I'm really glad that you uh, entertained the idea to me too, because it was definitely one of those things that it didn't come to mind to do, but once you started uh, talking about it, it was definitely something that I wanted to cover, and I felt like it was definitely needed that it needed to get covered, because not a lot of people are talking about it. Like, everybody in the conspiracy community, they make reference to how, you know, they're not into porn anymore, uh, how they avoid porn, but they never really get into the logistics and the background of it and the reasoning behind all of it, so... At least from that aspect, I hope that we uh, sh- shed some light onto uh, the whole porno conspiracy, and hopefully people can take a look at what they're doing and hopefully adjust their lives accordingly and not be a victim to society and what it wants you to be. Because, I mean, at the root, everybody's going to look at some porn. Everybody's going to do what they're going to do, but don't let it control your life. That's that's what it all comes down to. And Don't let it control your method of thinking, and don't let it run how you interact with other people. That's That's another huge aspect to it. Yeah, well said. Well said. So uh, I always like to leave stuff on maybe a little bit of a high note, but I always like to leave with uh, words of wisdom. So if there's any words of wisdom you could bestow, be it related to this conversation or just something in general, what might it be? Oh, I, you know, I, I know you're always going to ask this and I should prepare ahead of time. I always can't. <laughs> off the top of my head but um just you know just do your research you know like i said like about the media industry right like you know just don't look at things on the surface like actually go and find out the truth look into especially look into some of the people who make porn i think that's a really good place to start if you want to go down the rabbit hole is like just educate yourself on how things work truth I uh, really appreciate you making the time to come on and uh, I can't wait to do the next one. And I'm definitely curious what the next one's going to be because it seems like we cover some very in-depth to serious topics. Uh, The first one being power and control. So if anybody hasn't gone and checked that episode, I would definitely recommend that. Uh, This one being pornography. So yeah, definitely curious what we're going to get into for number three. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. Thanks for having me. If anybody is interested in being a guest on the show, if anybody is interested in sponsoring the show, If anybody has a topic or a guest that they would like to see on the show, or if you feel you can contribute anything to the show whatsoever, I definitely, definitely, definitely want to hear from you. So you can either shoot me a message on Instagram. uh, You can always email me. If you're interested, email me. The email for the show is inquiriesofourrealitypodcast at outlook.com. Another option, you could always go to the link tree. And at the top of the link tree, there's a submission form. You can type out whatever uh, you guys want to say to me, and it will go directly to my email. And then I can uh, reply back to you guys. And that being said, it seems that my email more often than not seems to go to the spam or junk folder. So if you guys send me any emails, don't forget to uh, look for Increase of Our Reality Podcast and your spam and your junk folders because I definitely don't want you guys to think that I didn't reply to you. So if you shoot me a message, keep your eyes peeled. That being said, every single thing that I've mentioned, all available under the link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Increase of Our Reality Podcast. And uh, if you're trying to check out Open Minds Media and all the other shows that I do, that one is 
tr period ee slash open underscore minds underscore media. And with that, I hope you guys enjoyed the show and I'll catch you on the next one. Have a good night, everybody. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 